This is Rex Navarrete, and welcome to The Flip Chronicles. The Flip Chronicles. Yes, I said it. The Flip Chronicles. This is my very first episode. Um, honestly, you know, I've, I, I've really been thinking about doing a podcast for years. Everyone's been doing it, and it's catching on. And it's like, yeah, well, I just wanted to kind of do it my way and just keep it keep it natural, keep it organic, not not overly produced. Um but it's I I just want to have fun, and I know you guys want to have fun with a with a podcast. And uh, for those of you who've been following me for for the past few decades, you know there's a lot of stories about us Filipinos out there, and we're pretty much taking over the world. Um, so let's see what happens with the Flip Chronicles. Um, I'm going to be uh, you know just hitting up people from all over the place, people I know, people I've always wanted to meet, and you know through this crazy pandemic, this is the only way for us to reconnect or just connect. Um, through a little radio, old school interviews, you know, just, just getting people's stories and, and just talking about stuff. Um, so just be prepared. Uh, you know, these are going to be very real stories. Um, uh, some of them hilarious and some of them, you know, not so hilarious and some of them, um, quite, uh, revealing. And, um, and also, uh, you know, uh, it's just who we are, where we are right now as Filipinos, uh, here in the, in America, North America, Philippines, all over the place. Cause you know, we are taking over the world. So, uh, oh, well get used to it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, hope you guys like the track that I opened up with, um, you know, my good friends, um, in the band up Dharma down in the Philippines, one of the best bands I've ever seen live. And, um, and I did ask them if I could, uh, use one of their tracks to open up my very first podcast. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. Uh, Sigurado is the name of that track. Uh, check them out. They're on iTunes or everywhere. So you could buy their music. They are an amazing band to see live, and hopefully we all get to go tour. Um, uh, all of us get to be back on tour uh, everywhere around the world. But, um, you know, it's that Pinoy rock, that Pinoy music, that OPM that really really needs to get out there. So Up Dharma Down is the name of the band. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing all right. Um, this is a crazy pandemic. Um it's Mother Earth's way of saying, "Hey, we need to check ourselves, and um, you know, just check, check who we who we are, who we who we were, and who we're gonna be." Um, and for those of us who've lost people, um, you know, my prayers are with you. Uh, this is not not easy to talk about, especially on a very first podcast. But this is just where we are here in August of two thousand twenty twenty two thousand twenty, and. Um, you know, I hope uh, things things uh, come together, and especially my country uh, here in the United States gets their act together, especially over at the White House, because uh, the guy in charge is not helping. Um, so hopefully he finds a way. Um, anyway, uh, this is an amazing uh, experience for me to just, like, keep busy, and, and, you know, since I'm not on the road, none of us are on the road as comics. Well, there's a handful of us who are on the road. And they're hitting hotspot <laughs> cities where you know the the the, the climb of uh, of cases in, in COVID are going off the charts. So, guys, be careful, please. You know, there's nothing better than a, a live, living, breathing stand-up comic. And um, you know, we're gonna get through this. Just be careful out there, guys. Um, and uh so i uh, you know what when i when i start coming up with the idea for for the flip chronicles um 
you know uh it w- it was always a a title that was going to stick with me and uh people have a problem with the word flip and um you know you can go either way i i find it empowering because that's what filipinos would call each other when we you know had to just like protect ourselves and stick together you know on the mean streets of uh you know of racist america and uh you know especially with the bachelor filipino population that's what they would call each other you know flips um and that was just a, a term of endearment and just how we just kept it tight so hopefully we could reclaim that and bring it back for a brand new generation i give it to you um so embrace it it's the new uh four-letter word that begins with f flip it's all yours Hey, I'd like to also thank the folks at Instagram for providing me with a project grant to start out this new podcast project. Uh, Instagram, if you don't know, they are a money remittance um, company that uh, that offers great exchange rates and zero fees. So this way you can get the most money to your relatives, your loved ones over to in the Philippines and so they can get the most pesos out of the exchange rate um, without the sending fees. Uh, click the Instagram link in the podcast description to sign up. And also with every new sign up uh, and first time uh, transfer, uh, you help support this very, very same podcast you're listening to. So thank you in advance. Um, go ahead and just click the link when you find it. Hey, guys, welcome to the Flip Chronicles, episode one. I've had the pleasure of meeting two Hollywood heavyweights uh, in my in my opinion, um, these two who've been working for decades with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, so they're basically our internal spies in Hollywood and in pretty much the entertainment scene when it comes to Filipinos and Filipino Americans. They've been embedded for years and and, and um, uh, they've got to like, uh, you know, meet face to face, dig in deep and interview uh, celebs, people, you know, um, uh, making big waves in Hollywood. Um, so I had a great conversation with both of these uh, amazing journalists. Uh, it was so fun. It was really fun. It was my first time, so it was goofy. It was in and out. And uh, and I also goofed up by uh, uh, not recording, uh, not pressing the record button when I should have. So, um, eh, it worked out. It was it was just fun. We, uh, You know what? These stories are... I've never been told. I've never heard... Their stories, you know, their Hollywood stories about some crazy, crazy moments and points of history in Philippine history when it comes to cinema. So me being a cinema buff, I'm actually, you know, film major from SF State University. I, this was great. And uh, this episode is all about the art of the conversation. And, you know, and it's, uh, and it's uh, pretty much... Uh, very connected to me getting into the podcasting scene and and conversing and talking with people and and um you know like we would say in hawaii talk story yeah and um you know you just just lay back and and just um just get their story and uh you know hopefully they'll get some some stuff out of me too so Hope you guys enjoy it. It's the very first episode. Uh, uh, oh, and, uh, these journalists, duh. Uh, let me move on. Uh, we've got uh, Janet uh, Nepales and Ruben Nepales. Um, uh, they're an awesome couple, hilarious couple to just hang with. I can't wait to meet them in person you know, after COVID is done or maybe if I'm in L.A. We'll meet up, uh, <laughs> hang out outside of a Starbucks with masks, masks are <laughs> on. 
Um, but guys, enjoy this very first episode, The Art of the Conversation, Filipino style, with Janet and Ruben Nepales here on The Flip Chronicles with Rex Navarrete. For those of you just uh, listening and just tuning into the to, to my podcast, I'm I'm speaking with the great uh, Janet and uh, Ruben Nabales of the uh, the Hollywood uh, F- uh, Foreign Press Association. They are our secret agents here in America uh, to get all, I guess uh, uh, the interviews uh, that you guys guys always had on your bucket list. And I think you both have completed everyone's bucket list of who to interview. Do you feel like your your bucket list of interviewees is now complete? Uh, well, I still want to interview uh, Barack Obama. Oh, wow. <laughs> or Michelle. Okay, do they have to be in the movies for you to interview them? No. <laughs> well, Michelle has a documentary. Yeah, they do. So technically, Michelle yes, you can. So it would be really nice. That's they right. don't have to be in the movies or TV shows. Yeah. Because okay. nowadays we also interview people in other areas of life. So uh, we're, we're, we're hoping for that. That's, yeah, we oh, also interview some singers, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, speaking of singers, I just interviewed uh, one of the Beatles, Ringo Starr. Yeah. So wow. That's one of the bucket list. And we have interviewed Paul McCartney before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and Elton John. And Elton John. So uh, I think uh, Barbara Streisand. That, that takes care of the Beatles. One of you have, uh, you are now moved on to another um, another media outlet, and that would be Rappler in the Philippines, right, Ruben? Yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah, congratulations um, on that. My I... column of uh, 15 years on the Philippine Daily Inquirer, mm-hmm. um, they terminated my column because of cost-cutting, oh, which no. I understand because okay. uh, media business is hurting everywhere because, you know, the ad revenues are down. But, but then, of course, I was happy that it went so quickly that rapper was very uh, aggressive and uh, I'd like them to. So I accepted their offer to move on to rapper, which is the Philippines uh, leading news website. So I'm, I'm happy to now be on digital. Because All right. Digital is the future. Yes. And, and now you've become enemy of the state of the Philippines. <laughs> so, good for you, Ruben. Good for you. <laughs> Good move, I guess. <laughs> like, like uh, Janet's going, what are you doing, honey? <laughs> no, actually, I interviewed Maria Reza, too, and uh, Ramona Diaz yeah. for their A Thousand Cuts. Wow. Yeah, that's, so, yeah the documentary, an amazing documentary. documentary, yeah. So it's really interesting. And Maria was also a guest of the Hollywood Foreign Press during our Press Freedom Week. Mm-hmm. So she did a, she did, did a very good speech there. Yeah. Rex, I think you can go wrong if we work for a... A news website that's headed by a woman mm-hmm. who was named Time Persons Times uh, Person of the Year. So exactly. Yes, and her personal attorney is uh, George Clooney's wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I would choose also George as my lawyer. <laughs> in, in, Rex, in case it, it was, it's not obvious yet. Uh, Jane, Jane's other uh, boyfriend is uh, George Clooney. But, but please you know, don't spread the word. I, I didn't want to bring it up if it was it was a, if it was a touchy thing in your household. I, I didn't want to bring it up. I, I've seen the articles. I've seen the photos. <laughs> It's like I hope Ruben's cool with this. This is like now. Yeah. Is... yeah, actually, I told Ruben if there's a movie going to be made about us, uh, George will be representing or portraying Ruben, and I'll portray myself. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have to do uh, take twenty-seven on the kissing scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's all tied up in rope in the corner. 
Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> like take twenty eight? No, no, no! <laughs> You're better than yeah. that, Janet. You're better yeah. than that. Take twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the longest film shoot ever. It's like <laughs> it's like a long Michael Cimino film. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. takes forever. Three years to shoot that one scene. Yes, that one scene. No, we'll do a lot of DS film. Oh, oh, oh my god. Like six, I'm seven sure hours. That, I'm sure Janet will not do some Eastwood because uh Mr. Eastwood is famous for one take only. <laughs> or, or Woody Allen. No, oh, it's that, just that's, there's okay, I think we got it. Yeah. I think we got Eastwood's yeah. a one cut guy. <laughs> I think we're just playing out uh Janet's uh, uh daily uh fantasy right here on my podcast. <laughs> I'm just like and Ruben is the coolest husband in the galaxy right now. Thank you. We're yes. just allowing your wife to have uh, her fantasy of George Clooney. So, you know what? <laughs> I'll just do a whole... Yeah, but you don't see it right now, Rex. I'm teaching her. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, that's a marriage. Now, that's a marriage when you can let that slide. But you got to pinch her. You got to pinch her. But I'm not complaining. No, no. No, no. But, but in terms of everyone else that has been on your interview list so far, I mean, who, who, is, who has left a mark on your soul, in your hearts of like, wow, this, this is, uh, even if you weren't, um, you know, the journalist that you are like, wow, this was, this was a once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really was touched when I interviewed also Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. because she's one of my idols and when she tells you oh that was a very good question yeah, you, you really are touched and humbled when she does that and she's always like gives gems of inspiration and advice so yep. it's always like I love talking to her and also the late Robin Williams you oh, know wow. yeah. always a one man act when he talks and we really missed him when he passed away and uh, we always enjoyed talking to him. I have to add about Oprah. O- Oprah, bless her heart. When you interview her, she's so inspiring. But at the same time, she can help being still the TV host mode. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, she steers the conversation. She's you, still in charge you, of like the interview? With her. <laughs> but she's so inspiring indeed, really. I, she's, uh, our interview with her is one of the most... Uh, I guess uh, inspiring moments. Uh, but let's talk about Robin Williams. Yeah, sure. please. Yeah, that's a good comedian. Is you when you interview Robin Williams, it's like being treated to a private one-man show wow. because I mean he he stands up, he does the whole thing. Like one time he was uh, recounting his uh, in honeymoon with his uh, ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, he was telling us how they went to this hotel in Paris. So the con- complete uh, anecdote, you know, about how this, uh, how the waiter, I mean, how the valet or the bellboy who brought them to the room looked like uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame and <laughs> the whole work. He, he enacted the whole thing, you know, the whole thing that they, they brought to this nice room. And then it like, ding, ding. <laughs> I mean, it, I really, I really miss the guy. He was, he was really funny. And he's very good with voices. So yeah. he would change voices. <laughs> Oh yes. Different characters. Oh yeah. Yeah, complete with that because, accents and everything. Because Rex, as you know, some of the comedians are actually very serious in real life. Yeah. So most of them are actually like, oh, that's him, because they're actually their comedy stems from observing people. So mm-hmm. they're actually re- serious, introspective in uh, real life. And then when they're on the stage, that's when it comes on. So people, for example, like Steve Martin, is very serious. 
it, you, it's like you can't recognize Steve Martin with the one on the screen because he's very introspective, very serious. Even uh, Steve Carell is a very serious yeah, uh, yeah. comedian. I think and the Bill best. Carell. Yeah. No, so, sorry to interrupt, but I, I I do agree with you that I think the best um, comedians of our time have always been the greatest thinkers and very yes. serious people. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, because that's where the comedy comes from, from observing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is all about not just knowing the comedy, but also the tragedy. You know, the serious yes, exactly. and, and knowing the seriousness of 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 the moment and of the yeah. situation and how people are are existing. You know, I think comics. And again, of course, the exception is uh, Robert Williams. Yeah. yeah. One time he interviewed when he just had his heart surgery, and so he had uh, one of his valves was replaced with that of a cow. Oh wow! So, <laughs> <laughs> he was telling us from then on, it's like he can't eat. Uh, <laughs> Meat anyway because it's like he looks at the meat and the, the meat is like saying, uh, "You're one of us now." <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or his children are called Filipinos yes. because he's Finnish and uh, Filipino. Wow. Yeah, because uh, uh, Robin, Marcia Garces Williams was a Finnish Filipina. Yeah, I heard. So I... according to Robin, she, he calls her Filipinish. Mm-hmm. A combination of uh, and what's the name of his uh, got, uh, the father? Oh, and you should have heard him say uh, something like uh, the last name of his his father-in-law is Pantaleon. Mm-hmm. So he really goes like Filipino, full Filipino accent and everything. Pantaleon. Yes. Like <laughs> oh, my, you know I had and the pleasure. Wow, I had the pleasure of uh, of uh, meeting uh, Robin Williams uh, backstage at one of my shows in Marin County. And he oh, just oh, showed wow. up because he lives there in in Marin. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I was just, uh, uh, you know, you know, when you when you finally meet uh, uh, your hero, and uh, especially for us young comics, to meet Robin Williams was like meeting uh, a living god of what we yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. And he came, and I was expecting just, I was, I, I don't know what to expect. I didn't expect. The, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. One of the sweetest yeah. men yeah. you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I told him, yeah, I'm, I'm Filipino-American. That's when he's like, oh, hey, hey, my my, my, my father-in-law. He's Filipino. Yes. Like, what? And, oh, and he started, and he started saying, hey, hey, I'm like, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. You know, first I was just, this is, this is the world according to Garp. This is, uh, you yes. know, this is Adrian yes. Cronauer. This is, this is Mork. And he's speaking Tagalog to me. And yeah. I didn't yeah. know what to do. I just froze up and just, uh, you know, it became a master class right there. Just. Yeah. yeah, not just in comedy, but just how to, just how to connect, how to how just just to be, you know. Yeah. But Robin it, is one of those 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 tragic losses for us, you know. We, yeah. we we've I know. lost. I know we were all shocked, so and, and the thing is, he was also uh, kind of prophetic about it because when in one of my interviews he said, "You should dance." We asked, I asked him what you would like to put on your tombstone. He said, "Dance on my grave." I just want you to dance on my grave. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I hope the I, I don't know if it, that's not actually written on his tombstone, but wow, that's yeah, that is a but sign he, of, a sign of someone who was like deeper than the laughs, yeah. you know, really yeah. deeper than the laughs. But yeah, what a, he's a very smart guy. Yeah, but I'm glad you both got to 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 really bring something out of him in in your work and yeah. and wow, I think uh, I, do you think that um you know uh that when you f- find yourself in, in the middle of that kind of conversation or interview that, uh, you know, that it goes beyond what you're actually doing, uh, uh, you know, professionally that now that you've become 
really part of that conversation that they are now interviewing you? Yeah, you you live for those moments, you know. But the, 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 yeah, you're right. The talents do love sometimes turning the certain tables around, so they want. They're also curious about you. So some talents do that, you know. They also like are very curious about you, so they turn the tables around you. They also ask questions about you. Yeah, they say, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> or, are, are for they, example, are they killing Stone. time? That's their killing time question. <laughs> yeah, oh, Oliver Stone, for example. Okay. Uh, because you know he shot Platoon and Born in the Fourth of July. Yeah. From then on, every in the time, Philippines. Uh, yeah, every time we interviewed him, always after he always asked how are things in the Philippines and he can rattle off you know Marcos Ramos Aquino mm -hmm. he's very curious about yeah. the political scene uh, in the Philippines every time and June Hoban with it, who oh, he loves That's he has the, a lot of Filipino crew the film location coordinator and he knows about June Hoban we just interviewed him by the way so mm -hmm. he, he has a new book and um, he devotes uh, pages to making to about making a platoon and born on the 4th of July in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that that those those historic those 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 films uh uh were shot in the Philippines. Yeah, especially during that during that time they cannot film in Vietnam. Yeah, of course. So that's why yeah. so um Spike Spike Lee who did the Five Bloods yes. which is a Vietnam film he he considered that the films made by Francis Ford Coppola and Oliver Stone in the Philippines are films that Vietnam War films that he really admired, mm -hmm. and he said I saluted them for shooting in the Philippines. Those films were great. So yeah. he, he gave a shout out to both of them. And, and he considers the Philippines his home. He said when he arrived there, it feels like he's back home. The people are friendly, and he loves the rainforest. He just wants to stay there. So that's why he said. We were done with the interview. Said, and by the way, I also shot the born of Fourth of July. We were already done with the interview. I just, I just, added. yeah, I just listened to his interview uh, uh, with uh, Michael Moore on Michael Moore's podcast on Rumble. Um, yeah. And I, I never knew those aspects about Oliver Stone. I mean, you know, I mean, his films will always affect you. Um, but yeah, beyond uh, before he started becoming a filmmaker, the man has lived another life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, Ash, uh, I don't know if you're aware that one of I'm I'm more or less known for finding what's called quote the Filipino connection. Right. So one of the, that's one of the things that I like is finding out uh, an actor's connection, let's say, to the Philippines. So, for example, speaking about uh, Oliver Stone, Forrest Whitaker mm -hmm. was already there for Platoon at the height of the People Power Revolution. So he 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 remembers hiding in a in a house with students in he even remembers San Paolo. <laughs> he even remembers that he stayed in a house in San Paolo at the height of the people uh people power revolution yeah so in 86 like wow. wow Forrest Whitaker 1986 in the middle of the people power revolution yeah he remembers and that, that's very funny to me that he remembers San Paolo wow Wow! And yeah. the, there was also Willem Dafoe and Johnny Depp yeah. and Tom okay. Berenger in the during that the Marcos era. For the apocalypse now, I think Samuel Jackson was there. Yes. I think, uh, was I it Samuel? Oh no! I think was it. Was, um, it was uh, uh, Larry Fishburne. 
That, that, that correct, correct. I'm yes, sorry. he was I'm 14 correct. years old. He was old. only 14 years old. Yes, he was working and he illegally. And, 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 <laughs> I don't know. He was imagine working. Imagine Larry Fishburne in the Philippines at 14 years old. Exactly. He in a, himself as an, an adult. So in he an, can be yeah, precious, exactly. In a Navy gunboat with a Martin Sheen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, visiting and, the Ifugao Kalinga peoples. <laughs> we interviewed uh, Sofia Coppola. Yeah. And do you know, because she was there with her dad. She was, yes. Time. She was a little girl. And she had a Filipino nanny. Mm -hmm. So to this day, Sofia Coppola, who's become a well-known director too, oh, yeah. still knows how to sing our national anthem. Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that and, is that is truly the Philippine connection, you know. Really, that's yeah. that's that's a cool yeah. angle. I think I might have to borrow that from you guys. <laughs> like... And while we were still in the Philippines, my dad used to be the Timberland consultant in Cotabato, where and in Laguna for uh, the Apocalypse Now, where mm -hmm. it was filmed. Yeah. Right. So before Ruben and I even became Hollywood journalists, we already saw the set of Apocalypse Now in Laguna. Wow. And I know they had to they had to uh, stop filming for a while because Martin Sheen had a heart attack. And uh, and uh, I think they, they they stopped filming oh, yeah. for almost a year. Yeah, yeah like a year. Yeah. That it came to yeah. a halt because Martin Sheen yeah. had a heart attack. Yeah. That that, was, that, <clears throat> that's one uh, of the most the wife of uh, Francis Ford Coppola made actually uh, made a documentary yes. about the whole Is it a heart, Hearts of Darkness? Whole, heart of Darkness? Yeah, the whole uh, the whole the experience was yeah. was epic for all of them. So, uh, I, yeah. So that was something. That's like actually um, uh, experiencing a real war effort, filming yeah. filming yeah. that movie, especially when you had um, uh, uh, an icon like uh, Marlon Brando to yes. deal with. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't need lines. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it up as I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Marlon Brando. <laughs> I just wait for a certain lighting. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! That 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 watching just I I've actually seen that documentary. Watching that documentary is is more intense than watching the actual film. The real movie, yeah, uh, yeah. because it's a behind the scenes. <laughs> It's like this movie yeah. should have never been made in the Philippines because it was it was Coppola's versus the Philippines, yeah, to yeah. make this yes. movie. It was an actual war against nature to make this movie. Yeah, but wow! Yeah. So the Philippines has been um, in, in a lot of uh, a lot of Hollywood um, history, and yeah. uh, and I know that um, an, another another big film buff, also director, who who's who could probably teach a master class on Philippine film uh, film history is, is Quentin Tarantino. Yes. yes. Oh, he has a lot of movies right? by our tell director. Me. Tell me about Lino Quentin. Because, please, uh, please, tell me. You know, he has been to the Philippines and he was invited to the, to, to, to the Malacanang. And you know how, how it rains so hard in the Philippines. Yeah. So on his way to the to the Malacanang, it got flooded. So imagine Quentin had to get off with SUV, whatever, and they actually had to take a tricycle. I think a tricycle. Out of movies right? by our... He was wearing a barong mantle. <laughs> I think he did, he did. He had to go on a tricycle to go to Malacanang, and you know, in, a... in one of our Golden Globe nominations announcement, he yeah. actually wore that barong to right. the nominations announcement. And, and of course, you know that he's very fond of uh, movies. He's yes. like the authority on films, Still and he has actually the probably the collection of probably 
the only surviving films of uh, Filipino filmmakers like uh, Eddie Romero or Sirius Santiago. Mm -hmm. He has them in the vault in his house, but and he recently told us that he's not satisfied with just having that film in his vault. He actually gets to show them because, because he has a movie house here in L.A. So yeah, once yeah, in he a does. while he brings them out and shows them. Is he, is he a planning? the point in having those co that collection if you don't share it with uh, my Quentin Tarantino story is yeah. that Brillante Mendoza mm -hmm. has a note from Quentin that he wrote on a napkin congratulating him when he won in Cannes wow. for Kinatai and mm -hmm. he said and during the time Brillante Mendoza beat everybody including Quentin and, Quentin Tarantino. and, and uh, <laughs> the other so, directors Ang Lee everybody. yeah so that's a good story because the morning after uh, Quinti, uh, Brillante Mendoza our Brillante Mendoza mm -hmm. beat the front Quentin Tarantino and a host of other great filmmakers the morning after Quentin wrote on a table napkin like like a like a virtually like a love note to him as a filmmaker you know and he he was happy with that decision that as the americans say kinate mm -hmm. kinate won best director for brillante mendoza so brillante has it framed in his house <laughs> his trophy room house where we saw it wow Wow. And, and, and you guys, uh, you both are very fortunate to be part of that circle, you know, of, of, of filmmakers from the Philippines back home who are, you know, um, intermingling with uh, with our great filmmakers here in the States. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how, do, how has that been for you to just kind of like uh, be the fly on the wall? <laughs> well, let me tell you a nice story, because one time we were in the Philippines and Brillante invited us to a rap party of one of his films in his house. Captain. Mm -hmm. captive <laughs> and imagine how surreal was it going to this house in mandaluyong in this middle of nowhere in mandaluyong okay. to enter this house and suddenly you see french actress isabel oper wow. <laughs> dancing a, a filipino novel to another filipino novelty song something like banana song or whatever i mean that was surreal just to see isabel oper right there because she was in the philippines to film captive with uh Bernadette. So, so for me, that was, wow, what a sight. I mean, you wouldn't expect that. <laughs> and then when we interviewed Isabel, he said she really loves uh, the Filipino crew and Brillante Mendoza, and she feels so much at home in the Philippines. And also, Love Diaz is another filmmaker who's making a uh, big in the international scene. So, for example, Meryl Streep was uh, so enthused about one of his films. Really? When she yeah. chaired one of the uh, film festival, I think it was Berlin. Berlin, yes. They really fell in love with uh, Love This's film. So when we got the interview, Meryl Streep, I asked uh, Meryl about it, and she was just raving about this. That, you know, because Love This is, is famous for his 10-hour, 12-hour films. So imagine Meryl Streep sitting through that. And Meryl Streep loved, loved yeah. that film. I, I The title escapes me, but it won. So uh, can you imagine? And so Love Diaz is also gaining respect. So we're very proud of this Filipino filmmakers. And you're right. Thank you for pointing that out. It's always, Janet, and my pleasure to spotlight Filipino talents who are making it in the international stage. I think that's, um, that's kind of like your unofficial role as well, you know, uh, making sure that the uh, you know that the uh, film going um, the film fans out there uh, you know whoever they are uh, get to get to see Filipino faces and hear Filipino names yes. and get to see our work and um, it's actually yeah it's actually like an advocacy you know not only in film but uh, on the stage television other 
we may also make it a point because yeah, we write about Hollywood stars, but we do make it a point to always uh, feature Filipino talents who are emerging or have already emerged. Like, let's talk about John Dun John Dun Briones. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, can I tell you that John John has forever haunted my dreams for his <laughs> for his for, for his portrayal of uh, Andrew Conan's father. Ah, the Andrew Conan. Modesto oh, Conan. He, he was so good wow. in that one. Well, you better watch now. Rats. Okay. I, I can't wait. I know. On Netflix, September oh in God. September. Rex. Wow. Yeah. Rex. He's like uh, second build right after Sarah Paulson. So can you just yes. imagine? His role is major. So it's like Sarah Paulson and then John Dunn, be honest. And he is sensational, as I wrote in my first column for Rapper. Mm -hmm. He is just sensational. I mean, imagine John John acting against uh, Sarah Paulson. Sharon Stone, who was like, who was raving to Janet about 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 John John and who else? Uh, Cynthia Nixon mm -hmm. and who else? Um, he seems like he's an undiscovered treasure within the Hollywood uh, acting scene. People are yeah, just I, discovering this man. Actually, Ryan Murphy <clears throat> discovered him when uh, he he watched first the Miss Saigon, yeah. and then he went backstage and talked to John John. And then said, do you have any job after this? And said, no, I'm looking for a job. And then so he gave him uh, the Andrew Cunanan, the Modesto Cunanan role. Yeah. And then uh, from there, when he saw the acting uh, in Modesto Cunanan, then he gave him the lead role here in Ratchet. Yeah. And Lea Salonga, I posted about <laughs> McCullough on, on John John. And I said that I, when Ratchet comes out, the world will finally discover John John and Lea commented, come commented that geez only now the world should have discovered John John Briones a long time ago a long time ago but you know what better yeah. late than never ever ever yes yes <laughs> he's going I hope he haunts me even more you know because that that Modesto Conan portrayal um that's strange so what kind of dreams does he figure in I it just you know I think he's the uh, that role that he portrayed is the epitome of every Filipino male uh dad uncle immigrant um <laughs> that oh, i've ever met in my life and you know and i don't think um the you you would have to meet them in person just to see how how hard their lives were and the and, and the most desperate yeah. desperate decisions they've had to make to become a an american but he yeah. he portrayed it in such uh, in such a fashion where, like, wow, is this is this is this acting or is this for real? Several several critics actually took notice of his performance as the dad of Andrew Cunanan in that in that film series, and they actually thought that he would get a uh, an Emmy nomination for that. But mm -hmm. speaking of that performance, Sarah Paulson, it was his her first time to see John John in that series, and said, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> so she was delighted that Ryan Murphy cast him in uh, Ratchet. Yeah, yeah. So once this Ratchet uh, debuts on Netflix, I think uh, everyone's minds are going to be blown. September 18th. September 18th. Well, we, we already saw it. It's just that advanced screening. <laughs> okay. So you have to watch also the dance sequence of of John John with Judy Davis. Oh, that's that something. Was really well, he's a Broadway guy. He's a Broadway guy. Yeah, he's, he's, so he's, he he's a multiple threat. He is a multiple threat. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. You know, but wow. I, and like I, I did read in your interview with him that uh, uh, Murphy did uh, did allow John John's character to be a Filipino from the Philippines. Yes. yes. From yes, the sir. Philippines. 
there, uh, I think it's out, but there's. Oh, I don't want to say it now. But there's okay. a twist to his character. Twist to his character. He's called Doctor Richard Hanover. Uh huh. There's a twist to that name, so it, I don't want to spoil it for the okay. viewers. But there's a twist to that name that he is actually uh, Doctor Richard Hanover. But it's for the viewers; they'll find out something else. I okay. think all the Filipino uh, Americans will enjoy watching this because there's a lot of Philippine references. Really? What, also, what is going? <laughs> what is going on over there at the Murphy camp with the Filipino he loves references? Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it all started Darren with. I, Chris and John John. <laughs> and then I just saw uh, Hollywood, the series on Netflix yeah. with Darren. And in the first episode or so, yeah, I'm Filipino. And he yeah. just moves on. That's it. That's I'm Filipino. I mean, for us, I think that was a groundbreaking scene because this is the Filipino. This is actually a, a director in Hollywood in the 1940s. I yeah. mean, Darren Press's character. Yeah. Who's, when passing yourself as white was the norm. Mm hmm. So in that context, this character, Darren's character, proclaiming suddenly that I am Filipino, was for many of us really groundbreaking. And you know, Darren was discovered in Glee. That was where he was discovered by Ryan Murphy. Right, and, right. And then here in after Andrew Cunanan, he, Ryan was very impressed with him. He be, he made Darren a producer in Hollywood. Yeah. He's a producer here. Mm -hmm. He's not just an actor, but also a producer. But back to Ratchet, Filipinos will, as Janet said, will love many references to the Philippines. So, yeah. So I can't wait for, uh, if, for our Kababayan to watch that. If we fell from our couch hearing Darren say, I'm Filipino, you will fall more ta oh. 10 times more <laughs> in Ratchet. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to install seatbelts in my couch. Um, because because put a, of put a seatbelt strap <laughs> for the rest of the year, seatbelt and uh, duct tape, just in case. <laughs> just duct tape. I'm gonna take it off my bullock bind boxes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just... <laughs> but yes, this is mind blowing. It's 2020, and I've never, I've never in my my decades of doing you know entertainment, doing comedy, that you know I I knew when the Philippine Philippine American Filipino American Renaissance began. And I, I don't know when it's going to end. It's not ending. Yeah. You know? No, they're just discovering I again. It, I, think, I think it's just starting. <laughs> I think. Yeah, they're so just I think starting I'm sure again. there will be more because you know how there are a lot of Filipino, talented Filipinos out there. So I hope there's there'll be this will pay for more. And we, and we thank Ryan Murphy for, for this, really. Yeah, yeah. So we've got our angels in, in Hollywood who are, yeah. who are really, really showcasing us and, and putting us out there and just kind of normalizing us. You know? Yeah, and it's snowballing. It's snowballing. More people are getting in. More people are getting discovered. Yeah, and and also going back to John John, um, his daughter is also part of the Star Trek yes. universe. Yes. Um, yes. Is that Isa Isa Briones? Uh, uh, like wow, that, is this family going to take over? Uh, take over? Uh... <laughs> I hope so because, <laughs> because Isa was in is in uh, Star Trek uh, Picard. Yeah, so and she's one of the leads there too, and. And then Theo, the, son, the younger yeah. son. Theo, he pronounces Teo. it Theo. Oh, this is Theo, okay. okay. Theo is, a, I'm, I'm Filipino, that's why I said Theo. Uh, Theo <laughs> <laughs> is in Ratchet. Yeah. Wow, so he, really? He has, yeah, he's, he's, he's a role in Ratchet, so, you so, know, that's something too. And of course, uh, Theo was in Jeremy Renner's movie, uh, Wind River. I love yeah. that movie. That, 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 that was Jeremy a fantastic Renner, movie, Renner, yeah. yeah. That's why uh, John John told me in my interview that 
Next time I want to work with Megan, the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be the day. It's about time. It's a whole so, acting you know, family. Hollywood, it's about time that uh, Megan will also <laughs> the family, the Bionis family. But you know, there's another family that's making waves in Hollywood, the Basco family. Uh, they've been know, making LMA. waves, yeah, Basco for decades, yeah. Also, you know, yeah, Ella May. Ella May and mm -hmm. of course the Derek Dante. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the Basco brothers, Mm -hmm. The mother, would you believe, is is in the in Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of okay. Dante and all I, the I give up. I'm done. I'm done with showbiz. The, those two families, <laughs> they've taken up all the jobs. Forget it. So you see, it's just like you know how Filipinos are. We bring the cousins, the kapatid, and everything. Everybody will be there. For the I, the I, whole I, Ryan Murphy universe will be Filipino. Oh my we god! Were watching, uh, we were at the screener of screening of the Born Legacy, and you know it's. Film, yeah, film, most, filmed in Manila, film. yeah. So a lot of my co our colleagues were saying, "Is that Ruben's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Ruben's uncle over there? Is that Ruben's grandfather over I there?" Know. And the yeah. only, uh, you know, that was that was a fictional, that was totally fictional film when there was a high speed chase along Edsa. Yeah, oh my God. There is no high speed yeah. on Edsa. When we interviewed Jeremy Renner, he said he he really enjoyed going to the Philippines. And yeah. He said every Filipino knows how to sing in the karaoke. Really? <laughs> everybody's a cousin of a cousin. No, <laughs> he was struck by the fact that he goes to back to his hotel at, at 2 p.m., let's say, and people Philippines would still be out singing in the karaoke <laughs> bars. So he, he loved that part. And by the way, uh, you know, there's that a memorable scene in The Born Legacy in, in Palawan. Yes. And Jeremy Renner and this producer, who I'm, I'm sorry, his name, his name skips me now, but they said that they've been all over the world, but that shooting that scene in Palawan made them realize that Palawan is probably the most beautiful place on earth. Yeah, it is beautiful. And, and guess who was there in Palawan? Rachel Weisz was in the movie and her husband, Daniel Craig, also went. I hope that opened up a lot more uh, eyes to the Philippines that, yes, the possibility of shooting, um, you know, choosing yeah. the Philippines as a location. It yeah. is it is like, yeah, it's a no brainer. The Philippines, well, what, the Philippines can handle my, it. One of the things that I I wanted to see and actually I started talking, John and I started talking to some people is that we want the Philippines to encourage more filming. So they we want the Philippines to be more competitive as, as far as offering a tax incentives, you know, sure. more more in, more initiatives for uh, foreign filmmakers to shoot because now the, because they bring income, you yeah. know, they bring income as well as eventually the tourists because they want to see the places where where they they shot these films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have uh, seven thousand one hundred and eight islands. That's during low yeah. tide. That's during yeah. low tide. <laughs> so <laughs> there's seven and more. And has always been number one in the tourist destination in yeah. Condé Nast and uh, travel and leisure magazine. It was voted always. Uh, it was voted world's best island again. Oh boy! Oh boy! No! And now we're now we're and gonna now we're, oh too. we're not gonna enjoy your own beaches anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You let it out of the bag. Stop. Okay, no more talking. <laughs> we got to keep the Philippine beaches to ourselves. But, oh, wow. but have you discovered Siargao? I have not been to Siargao. Oh, I have friends, my God. I have friends who go back and forth like, really, you went surfing with so-and-so in Siargao? Yeah, it's a new surfing hotspot. 
Yeah. Wow, I mean, how, how am I more, not knowing it's more this? more than surfing spot. Yeah. It's really more than surfing spot. Yeah, you yeah. can go there for food, mm -hmm. leisure, and the beaches are white, really white sand Rex, beaches. Uh, yeah. Rex, wow. obviously, obviously, Janet and I are not surfers, but... We don't go surfing, but... I'm not a surfer really as well. You know, we yeah. didn't even get a chance to see, go to Cloud9, which is one of the world's best surfing uh, mm -hmm. spots. But we, we really enjoyed Sargao by itself. You wow. know, we went on the tour with that of several islands it, it's just naked fantastic. island but you don't need to be naked <laughs> <laughs> don't get ideas Max. Uh -huh. uh, i don't wear i don't wear underwear during my interview so it's okay <laughs> It's okay, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> no wonder we're doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but the Philippines is on the map, thanks to you two. I mean, really, can this ever stop? Are we just going to keep going? We're going to see more Philippines, more Filipino talent. I hope um, so. That's, that's our yeah, I, as I said, it's just the beginning. <laughs> Who knew this was going to be part of your, your master plan for both of you? To really... To really uh, put the Philippines, you know, front and foremost, you know, right there on the table and mm -hmm. um, and just have it become every day normal, you know, Filipino Americans uh, yeah. as part of a yeah. part of a scene. A Filipino walks yeah. in into a scene and plays the Filipino. We don't, yeah, remember back in the days, I remember with Lou Diamond Phillips were like, hey, please say you're Filipino. Oh, he's half yeah. Navajo yeah. or he's half that Apache. Oh, my. Rex, when we don't have to make a big deal out of Dungeon Brianna's appearing in Ratchet, for example, that's right. the day. Right. It's like a matter of course. I know because it's it's always been my 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 own personal assumption, and it goes without saying that everybody on this planet knows at least two Filipinos. We have to be global, and everyone Speaking has to of, know us. We've all, Janet and I have always lamented this hospital drama TV shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the states, you can step into a hospital without encountering a Filipino nurse. <laughs> That's when so, I change the channel. Yeah. That's always, <laughs> you know, complain about that. You know, how come there are all these hospital dramas and there's usually not one single Filipino character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah what is it with Hollywood and can cannot get beyond that? That the reality yeah. on the ground is Filipinos yeah. are here. We're yeah. here. We're we're integrated in every aspect of American society. We're here. What is the problem with Hollywood? And is Hollywood hearing our complaint? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, as I said, we should write our own stories mm -hmm. to be heard, and so we need more uh, Filipino writers writing their stories. And I'm really proud of our animators. I was just uh, interviewing three animator directors, and they're putting their stories out there. Like uh, Bobby Rubio, he made the short film. Uh, Float, Float, the yes, first on Pixar. Yes. short film featuring Filipino characters based on his own son and yeah. uh, the own family, which is a nice story. And he said he's making another one. So, wow. Yeah, to, to follow up on what Janet said, uh, the solution actually, and we, I think we should all agree, is that we should have more Filipinos in positions that are able to tell our stories. For example, we should have more script writers. We should have more producers. We should have more directors because that way they have they bring their perspective of something else, you know, aside from the American white perspective. You know, this these Filipinos and other minorities will be able to bring more uh, the pers their perspective instead of the usual perspective. Exactly, we need that, and you know, and and it's nice to hear that Darren Chris is uh, took a producer role yes. for Hollywood. Yes. For the yeah. series Hollywood, and do we do we expect a lot more to come out from Darren at this point, as a producer? 
Well, he has some shows already produced uh, in Klibi. Yeah. And Klibi. I'm sure, he, yeah. And he's, he's going to do more um, productions because he's also a composer, a writer, a singer. So Darren's very uh, talented. So I'm sure. And now he has the connections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so. nice that, you know, that maybe we're at this point where Hollywood, um, uh, it's in the script in any any Hollywood project that Filipino. Okay, move along. Next page. You know, and that's it. Um, I think uh, I think a few years back when I first moved to Portland, Oregon, um, there was a NBC uh, 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 series called Grimm, and yes. um, and, oh, yeah. um, and and then for a while, hey, there was a nice Asian American character who plays a police officer. Um, you know, Reggie Sergeant, Lee. Sergeant Wu, played by Re- the great Reggie Lee, and uh, he yeah. played a character named Sergeant Wu. And it took how many seasons until he, um, ad- you know, the, till they wrote his story that he is in fact a Filipino American, and uh, yeah. everyone got to see that uh, that Aswang uh, episode. Yes, yeah, and that was the first time also the Aswang or our mythologies were uh, on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, thanks to Reggie Lee because Reggie he Lee. co-wrote that. So yes. that's why it's important to have more Filipinas in the creative uh, position. So like Reggie Lee, for example, he was the one who encouraged that episode featuring Aswan, which is the uh, Philippines mythological creature. So mm-hmm. that way we can have more exposure about Philippines. And I also want to give a shout out to Ramona Diaz, who was also included in uh, Academy as a member. And she brought in a lot of Filipino directors, Filipino scriptwriters, Filipino documentary. And who invited them and they got in to the Academy because of Ramona. Because she suggested them, she recommended them. And we need that cooperation, that support from other Filipinos who are already inside the industry. So this is it. I mean, it's 2020. The country's going through a lot. Uh, I know our community is going through a lot, both here and in the Philippines. But... um, uh, this, the art, the, the state of entertainment um, for for the Philippines and and Filipino Americans. Um, I, I I I hope I hope things don't uh, experience a, like a roadblock because of what's going on just in the world and and with uh, with with politics. You know, because I think we're in the middle of this really great uh, momentum of, uh, of 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 Filipino notoriety. And, yes. Um, you know, uh, anything can happen, but you know, I think that's what uh, a lot of us really need right now is the artists. We need the artists during these times, you know. I mean, we would like to get a better stimulus check, but uh, we'll take the artists, you know. <laughs> like, you know, and and you know, when the coast is clear, when we can all go back out to theater and open Broadway back up, open the movie theaters back up, I think things, you know, like uh, uh, avenues like Netflix are kind of like saving us right now. And I'm I'm glad that Netflix is taking big chances with the, uh, you know, Ryan Murphy's project, and and Ryan's taking a bigger chance with the, uh, you know, hiring and promoting Filipino uh, Americans and yes. the Filipino storyline. Mm-hmm. And that's a first. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a nice breath. It's a nice breath. And, and to have you both, Janet and Ruben, to be, you know, to collect uh, witnesses to this. And, and also, like, participants. I'd, I'd like to consider you both participants in, um, you know, going beyond the journalism role. But you, you, you're taking both a, a very activism role. Thank in, you, Rick. In the arts, and I think a lot of a lot of us need that, uh, especially those who are kind of like uh, don't know where things are going right now. And and it's great that we have you two embedded. You're doing our reconnaissance for us. You're doing our recon, you know, mm-hmm. and and really um, uh, letting us know that the uh, you know this things are getting better, and it's and it's nice to know and to hear it from you two 
confirm that. <laughs> the things are getting better. Just wait, wait a while. You know, just wait a few weeks. It's getting better. I think that's uh, I think that's how we're kind of living our lives right now. Just a uh, one week at a time. You know. Yeah. In this country, but wow, September cannot come soon enough <laughs> for the Netflix <laughs> for Ratchet. If uh, you know, but the, hopefully your your copies don't end up in Divisoria of uh, uh. Ratchet <laughs> DVD, DVD, DVD. Uh, but, uh, but I'm sure John Jen is already bootlegging his own copies. Um, <laughs> but you two, thank you so much for being part of uh, the art of like I, I've always wanted to know what it is what is it about us about us Filipinos and, and the art of the conversation because we are the most dal dal uh, people yeah. you'll ever meet anywhere we could we could talk about anything or nothing and yeah. still be engaging yeah um, and sometimes when Ruben and I are talking and people say are you fighting no we're just talking exactly oh my god because we're that, so animated and that, that's that's the Tagalog like shouting stuff people think are you fighting? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking. <laughs> we're negotiating. That's uh, Oh my gosh. No, but yeah, the art of the conversation, you know, if, if everyone out there gets the opportunity to read uh, the great interviews that both uh, uh, Janet and Ruben uh, uh, Nepalis have, uh, have, have been uh, doing for the last, uh, how many decades now? Let's not go into it, but you... Oh, let's not go into that. Okay, let's not, you know. Many years. Uh, about three years now, about three. Uh, you know, they're getting better. Uh, but uh, Ruben is now over. Uh, he moved over to Rappler, and that will yes. be. And how can people find you online at at, at, at Rappler to read your your interviews? Just search Ruben R U B N and last name is N E P A L E S and Rappler. So that's R A P P L E R. And I hope uh, readers also. Uh, eventually discover me through you through this podcast. So mm -hmm. thank you, Rex. Mm -hmm. And also for you, and Janet. And I, I Janet. Also need to I also need to plug my yes, please, Janet. bulletin yes. and also with GMA7 okay. uh, Network online and also on TV. I also do TV. And mm. they can find us on Twitter too. Just uh, Google Janet Susan. And, and uh, Janet Susan Rodriguez Nepales, not Nepales, okay? <laughs> and we wrote Ruben Nepales, N-E-P-A-L-E-S. Wow. As Janet said, not Nepales. So <laughs> That's a whole different website. Yeah, another story. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is incredible. So both of you are based in Los Angeles, uh, holding strong through this crazy pandemic, but being probably the most productive couple in in the Hollywood scene of Filipino background and 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 your, your connection to the Philippines and to America is, is what is what we need right now. So thank you too for being part of my podcast. Salamat, Rex. Thank this you, was, Ma. This was Rex. such a pleasure. Speaking of that of conversation, you you know how to do to do that. You, you this was so much fun. Thank you. We enjoyed it. Thank you too. God bless. Thank you very much. Now wasn't that a fun interview? That was just hilarious. Those two together, seriously. I uh, hope we get to do this again because, man, maybe I'll, I'll I'll come back to them in the months to come. But they were so fun. Again, follow them on their social media. Check out what they're up to um, because, well, uh, uh, again, I want to thank Janet and Ruben Nepales for being part of my very first podcast episode for the Flip Chronicles. This is uh this is really fun. I had a really great time uh, just talking to them, putting this story together, editing and all that here in the pandemic, being at home with the kids and just keeping busy. And I hope you guys are also keeping yourselves busy too. This is a time for a lot of us to just stay creative. Please stay creative. Put your stuff out there. 
um, I'll try to share what you're putting putting out there. Share it with me. You know, I'll get it out there on my social media. Um, and also, you know, I'm just talking about you know the the podcast here in itself. If if uh, if some of you guys are into like uh, music and all that, I'm kind of looking for like a like a like an intro jingle. I don't know what you call it, a jingle or just something you know like intro music for my podcast. You know, like everyone else has. I don't have any because I you know I'm kind of kind of behind schedule but i just wanted to get this first interview out there before i got old but if you guys would like to you know email me at rexnava r-e-x-n-a-v-a at yahoo.com rexnava at yahoo.com uh i would love to hear some of the samples you know be fun you know like five seven seconds something like that you know just uh intro outro you know uh, we'll play with it but um, i'm going to try to just uh, also showcase uh original filipino uh, music on my podcast so you know i, I want to thank again uh my friends uh with up dharma down uh out of manila one of the greatest uh uh contemporary um uh electronic well i don't know they're just great they're just great uh bands uh, here the galaxy um uh, so again check out their music uh up dharma down and um you know what um before i go i just also want to thank um uh, the folks over at instagram for um, making this happen with their gracious funding and um, don't forget to sign up for them it helps me out helps out this podcast um, and you can get a you know you can get to help out uh, friends loved ones over in the philippines um, with uh, with uh, some money remittance remittance through instagram again the links are going to be uh, on my social media uh, add me at Rex Navarrete Comedy uh, at, on my Facebook account or at Rex Nava uh, over at uh, uh, Instagram and also at my website. Just go to my website, RexNavarrete.com. And also, don't forget, if you guys still want to buy my past comedy albums, they are available on iTunes and other platforms. So go ahead, get the classics. Badly Browned, Husky Boy, uh, Bastos, uh, live at Cobb's Comedy Club. Four live comedy CDs still available. You can download uh, track by track or entire albums. So, yeah, again, the best of my stuff. Rex Navarrete Comedy on iTunes. This is my very first episode, and that was the very first episode of The Flip Chronicles with myself. I'll be seeing you uh, in the next episode. Um, don't know who that's going to be. Well, it'll be a nice big surprise for everyone. Please take care of yourselves out there. Wear a mask. Um, watch out for each other. You know what? Uh, just be good to each other. God bless.